Everyone's got a few Iggy's laying around thinking, oh gosh, really? Didn't get the Zion, I got the Iggy. I'll swallow <laughs> them up. Shoot me an email or a text. I'm buying Iggy's left and right right now. There we go. There's our tag. Yep. That's our clickbait. Buying Iggy's. Welcome to Breaker Culture Weekly. The guys from BreakerCulture.com help pull back the curtains and give you insight into the hobby. Sit back and enjoy interviews, product breakdowns, and hobby analysis so you can get your edge in the marketplace. And now, to the show. Hey, what's going on, folks? Ty from Breaker Culture, and this is episode 93 of Breaker Culture Weekly. Thank you so much for joining uh, before we dive into the interview today, uh, I want to just wish you and your family and your friends um, an incredible July 4th holiday weekend. Um, you know, this is going to be uh, probably one of the more unique July 4th weekends and, 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 and breaks that you have, obviously, with everything going on across the world and, and, and all the little nuances you got to pay attention to with social distancing and, and, and uh, a mask. And I, and I hope you're, you're doing your best to, to follow those rules, but I, you know, we tend to forget all the great freedoms that we do have in America, and um, it's uh, this is a great time to celebrate that, right? I'm so proud to be in in America and American, and I mean, look, we have a sports card podcast, right? We can do what we want, have the freedom to talk about what we want, and that is an amazing, an amazing privilege. So, anyway, hope you have an incredible time. Stay safe, blowing up fireworks. It's banned in my county here, so we can't do it, but uh, hopefully, you get a chance to go do some yourself or, or go watch, go watch some great shows. But anyway, today I have another, uh, another great guest. So you probably heard him. He's been on a couple shows the last few weeks across the hobby. Um, a gentleman named Scott over at star stock. Um, look, I, I've been talking to Scott for, for months now about everything going on over at star stock and they're, they're doing some, some groundbreaking things at star stock. And I, and I truly believe that they are building the platform that could potentially get a majority of the frustrations and the um, just the the overall idiocy of eBay. They could get the people that sell over there over to their platform because they're building a platform that makes sense for sports card collectors, sports card investors, and uh, all the like. So today we don't we don't necessarily go into you know the um, the origin story. You know you can go listen to some of the other podcasts that have interviewed Scott for that. Uh, I just get back and, and chat with him and get to know him, get to know his taste in the sports car world, um, get to get to know kind of what he thinks about, you know, the baseball season, um, you know, basketball season, um, a little bit about what's happening behind the scenes at Starstock. Uh, we talk um, just about the uh, kind of the ultimate vision, right? What What is it going to look like if everything goes right? And um, yeah, it's exciting, right? Scott is a is a knowledgeable guy when it comes to sports and when it comes to sports cards, and it's it's really good to hear that because it, it gives you somewhat of a peace of mind knowing that you know they're building something that is going to probably satisfy a lot of what we're looking for. And, and look, they're doing a great job just grabbing feedback from all of us and, and continuing to enhance the platform. So I've been selling on it for about a month now, and uh, I you'll hear me mention that I sent a bunch of graded cards over there, and I did, and. Uh, I'm selling them for prices that are that are higher than eBay. I'm selling them in a way that is extremely easy. And uh, look, I I'm satisfied, and I'm I'm going to be sending more cards uh, into my Star Stock repository. So anyway, enjoy the conversation with Scott, and have yourself an amazing holiday.
Scott. What's going on, man? How you doing? Doing well. How are you? I am doing good. Had a little lunchtime run with my boys in the 95 degree heat, Kansas City. It's been a good day. That's a great. That's that's the way to do it. That's a good lunch break. That's right. My boys are like, and my oldest is 12. My my second one is 10. Just turned 10, and he's. They're like, really? We had to do it in the middle of the day. And I'm like, guys, you don't understand. Like, getting to that sweat is so much easier. Pays off. Yeah, you got you got to start training them at a young age, right? That's right. That's right. Well, man, you have been around the block. There's been a lot of uh, a lot of momentum, a lot of buzz about Starstock. I'm excited to chat about kind of what's going on over there today. You're uh, how close are you to the the processing room? For all the I'm about there's there's one. I'm in one room. There's another room in between us, and then we have the processing room. And so should be enough distance where where you don't hear any of the, any of the noise. <laughs> but who knows? <laughs> I just I picture this room with a, a bunch of little elves and they're like processing cards all day. That's exactly I, what it is. <laughs> yep, that's it. You tapped into the elf community. It, tough, tough to find them, but uh, yeah, we have a connect there, and uh, no, they're they're great. And so we're getting tons of cards. It's really exciting. Um, and so we're we're just literally uh, around the clock trying to get them up as soon as possible. Oh my goodness! We'll, we'll get into that here in a little bit because I'm very curious about that. You've been you've been getting just a just a crazy load of of cards and the turnaround times. I'm really curious to talk about. But first off, you and I both were just chatting about this the Zion Williamson picture. Holy crap! Does he look ripped and ready to go or what? I'm so ready for basketball. He looks he looks unbelievable. Like I'm I'm just so excited. It's it's tough to imagine him being more of uh, like, you know, being in better athletic shape than he was before. But it, it sure looks like he is from those photos. No doubt. Yeah, the one I'm looking at, he is, he's in the gym. He's got a mask on, but he looks like he has David Robinson arms. You know, it's like ridiculously chiseled. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah I, I just can't wait to watch him dunk again. All the, all this, all this, uh, the news kind of leading up to the playoffs now. They announced like the, the NBA 2K covers yesterday, I think. I saw so that. that's got yeah. me buzzing a little bit. Yeah, it's all exciting. For sure. I saw the, the, the Twitter uh, buzz around Zion. Wow, he played 20 games with John Morant, played an entire season. He wasn't even, <laughs> wasn't even in the top three. Yeah. I, There's always going to be haters. Of course. Um, like, who else would, do you want on the cover? Uh, I haven't bought 2K in a few years. I'm thinking about buying that one just to have it, you know? Like... Uh, it's kind of a collectible on its own. It's like the, the Jordan Wheaties box. Exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then, and then the, uh, the third athlete they announced this morning was, uh, it's going to be Kobe. Oh, the Mamba edition. I saw that. Yeah. Okay. So that, that would be pretty cool as well. I feel like it's the Mamba edition. Like, did you have another choice? Like <laughs> it's yeah. I mean, they should, they should lock in the Mamba edition. Do they do it every year? Is that how it works or is this the first one or? That's a good question. I, I I don't know enough about that world to know. It's a great idea. Um, yeah, like like I, I think those are pretty cool. I I yeah. I'm gonna consider buying a one of the Zion's and one of the Kobe's just to have. I think it's pretty cool. I would agree. What's so? Let, let's let's talk about the NBA real quick, right? Because that's obviously. I, I, well, well, let me step back. Are you more excited about the NBA starting or the baseball baseball season starting the week before? What what's got you more stoked about sports? Both are so exciting. Um, I'm a basketball guy. Like yeah. I'm a bigger basketball fan than I am baseball. Um, so I'd, I'd have to say that. But just this 60-game season is so intriguing to me. I, I'm just so excited to see it. 
I'm going to watch every Yankee game. Um, I'm, I'm just really excited about it for, you know, for a few years now, I feel like most baseball fans have felt, you know, it would be ideal if they had a, a few less games, uh, just make each game count more, um, yep. just make it more exciting to watch. And so I'm pumped for it. Really hoping that my Yankees stay healthy, you know, a couple bad injuries and, and you're basically done. Um, so, but it, it's going to be fun to watch and I hope the, I hope the MLB can learn so- something from it and be open to potentially changing their schedule moving forward if, if it's a success. For sure. Yeah, that, that is going to be really interesting to watch because if it does have this, you know, kind of this pent up excitement and every game matters more, like you would think they're going to change something. Right. Because they're, they're back to the drawing board at the end of next year. Is that right? I think they're, they have to renegotiate yeah. the agreement. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's exciting. I, yeah, I can't wait. Right, so, are you are you a lifelong Yankees guy? Because I know you're in New York. But are I'm you... in New York. Yeah, I'm a New yep. York fan all around. Yankees, okay. Giants, Knicks. Not as into hockey, but uh, you know, I support the Rangers. <laughs> um, and yeah, so you know, Yankees. Uh, I've been lucky to be supporting them. Giants have been kind of a roller coaster experience, and the Knicks are just about as as low as. Um, as could possibly be. So, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Gosh, who do you got for the Knicks right now to chase? I mean, outside, of, I mean, Knox was the big thing two years ago, and then you got RJ Barrett. But is that is RJ? For RJ? I think like you know, I, I'm I'm still bullish on Barrett, and so I think that you can actually get his cards at good prices right now um, because he's not being sold on the John Morant kind of or Zion price. Yep. I'm not saying that he's going to be as good as Jaw, but uh, I'm hoping that he's certainly you know close to that level. One guy who I really like is Iggy Brasdinkas. Mm. Um, I'm I really really like him. He's super cheap, really cheap, yep. and unbelievably talented. Uh, watched a bunch of his games at Michigan and just like really liked him. I, I was really hyped on that draft pick. Nice. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah, everyone's got a few Iggy's laying around thinking, oh gosh, really didn't get the Zion. I got the Iggy. I'll swallow them up. Shoot me an email or a text. I'm buying Iggy's left and right right now. There we go. There's our tag. Yep. That's our clickbait. Buying Iggy's. Come buying find Iggy's. me. Yep. That's right. So if you had you had 10K to spend, invest, whatever you want to say, in Danny Dimes for the Giants, Jason Dominguez for the Yankees, or RJ Barrett for the Knicks, who do you go with? Uh, that's a great question. Um, oof. I would probably... Probably. So my strategy with Dominguez would be I'd put some money aside for him and I would wait maybe a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think he's, I mean, uh, I don't really know baseball as well, but I don't think he's going to be in the major leagues for a couple it's of three. years at least. Right. Yeah. And so I would probably put aside a couple thousand dollars and buy up Dominguez in, in like a year or two when, when there's new rookies out. Um, and the hype, you know, we're on to Bowman 21 or 22 and the hype is down a little bit. Yep. I'd put that aside by him then. Uh, I'm hoping he's going to be good. I don't know. Uh, I, I have a tough time prospecting baseball players. Um, and then I, I would probably put, uh, so two in Dominguez, let's say five into Danny dimes. I'm a big believer and, uh, and three into RJ. I'm a big believer in RJ as well. Okay. Interesting. The fact that you went half your money into football says a lot. That's 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 impressive. I think everyone wants to hear that. Actually, funny you mentioned that, right? Because we were having a conversation on Discord the other day with a group, and and someone mentioned how fun it could be um, 
actually there's a gentleman named Ziggy No. He he said, How fun is it gonna be if Star Stock continues the momentum heading into football season? And you truly can trade on Sunday afternoons, trade the football players like you do a stock, you know, essentially. That, yeah, that, I mean, that's the vision right there. Um, you know, I, I really think that the, uh, the DFS world, the fantasy world, and the sports card world over the next, you know, two, five years are really going to start to merge and combine a little bit more than we, than we see right now. Um, already seeing a lot of, you know, fantasy players, you know, get into sports cards, which is actually kind of how I got back into it, uh, about a year, year and a half ago. Um, and so, you know, that, that's really the vision there is you, you sit down on a Sunday and you pick up some players in the morning and as they're playing throughout the game, they score a touchdown, you, you flip them or, um, and so that, that's, that's, that's great to hear that, that, you know, our, some of our early customers and users, I recognize that name actually from someone uh, when I was sorting through a box that, that got shipped here. And so it's good to hear that we're on the same page there. There you go. No, I thought, I think it's a great vision. Absolutely. So, okay, so let's talk. So we got basketball, right? So what, um, what do you, what are you going to be looking for the most with the NBA season starting? I mean, obviously we're going to be paying attention to Zion. We got the rookies, but what, what's got you like the two or three things you're going to be closely watching? Uh, that's a good question. Um, um, in, uh, would you say sports cards wise or just generally? Uh, I don't think it's generally right. I think it probably parlays into sports cards pretty quickly, but well, I'm curi- any, anybody, like, mm-hmm. I'm curious to see how the Lakers look. Um, so I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm one of those guys. I'm, I, I, I love LeBron. Um, and so typically, well, I guess the Knicks have never really competed for a, for a title in my lifetime. And so, mm-hmm. um, I, I've been forced to kind of root for, for players instead when it comes to playoff time. And um, especially after watching the Jordan documentary, uh, I, I just would love to see LeBron win, win a title. And so I'll be watching a bunch of his games closely. But then, I, you know, obviously I think the race between the, the Pelicans um, the and the Grizzlies yep. for that eighth spot, that's going to be good fun. And so hoping that it, it comes down to, uh, to those two. And, and I think one of the first games back, is uh zion versus jaw i think it's mm-hmm. august 1st i might be wrong though that's it sounds right it's right around that that day yeah i'm telling you here's my dark horse i think san antonio slips in and kicks new orleans and memphis out wow lonnie walker is gonna go crazy and the spurs are gonna take the eight spot wow well i love the lonnie walker call i have some of his stuff he was one of my <laughs> buys at the beginning of the year and he's, he's kind of just uh kind of been in cruise control he hasn't his price hasn't moved all that much i don't think Um, yeah he's so so athletic so talented Um, so that's it yeah so you you think pop is just quarantining right now just working on the x's and the o's and they're going to come back better than ever oh he has broken down every team he's found their weaknesses he's ready to go he's not even talking politics anymore he's worrying about basketball that's so that's actually kind of my my take for the celtics I think the Celtic. I have a feeling the Celtics might come out of the East. Just feel like they've been so close the past few years, um, and I kind of think similarly to to Pop that Brad Stevens is just mm-hmm. in a basement somewhere, just working <laughs> on all this. Um, and then they have all these young guys, and so I just think that if some of the older veterans are affected by this time off, I don't know if they are or aren't, but I just think that it's not going to affect Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and some of these other sure. young guys that they have. For sure. Yeah, no, I know. I think Brad Stevens is the, is the man over there. 
I think you're right. A little uh, Russell Crowe, beautiful mind in someone's basement over there. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, speaking of Tatum, my gosh, I mean, people are talking attention's kind of over here, but you know, Zion and the jaws, but holy crap, he has exploded. I mean, like three X in four months. It's unreal to see his prices. It's crazy. I well, mean, there's a, done. there's a few, there's a few players that, I mean, it's, it's, it, it's so amazing because the hobby is so close knit. Right. Um, and so once a player really picks up a little bit of steam and the Instagram posts start going around and, uh, you know, people start talking about them on the podcasts, it just takes on a life of its own. I mean, Jason Tatum's one of them. Um, Shay is another mm-hmm. guy and Michael Porter Jr. And some people that, you know, having like one person that I thought was so interesting I was really high on Kevin Porter Jr. before the season. I think he's really talented. But uh, once the word got out there that he has a lot of potential, he started trading at prices of like a player that's already, you know, mm-hmm. pretty good. And he's, I feel like he's not quite there yet. Right. But just the, the hype, the hype takes on a life of its own. Agreed. No, you're exactly right. The problem with Kevin Porter in my mind is that he's in stinking Cleveland, man. It's tough. It's so tough. Like, Colin Sexton should be worth more than he is, but he's in Cleveland. Yeah. Right? It's just Garland's pretty good, too. They have a few young, uh, like young good players there. Um, they do. Yeah. They yeah, do. For some reason, it just doesn't seem like they have a path to going anywhere in the next few years. Just, I don't know. For sure. Yeah, I was going to bring up Shea Gildas-Alexander because he's on your front page. Uh, and I don't know if that's the feature ones. I, I noticed Daniel Jones in there, and I thought, is that from? Did you purposely make sure he was featured? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I do like to see my guy DJ up up there on the front. We're we're selling a, a lot of both of those guys actually. Um, Shea, Shays are just flying. We're getting, um, you know, we'll get a bunch submitted at a time. We'll get them into the system, and at the end of the day, we'll see that you know most of them already sold, um, and so. Those are, those are definitely good cards to be selling right now. Everyone wants to invest in some Shea. Um, I don't blame him. He's, he's, he's really, really good. No doubt. Well, I mean, look, June 7th, I'm looking at your chart here. I mean, it's, he, was, he was selling at 13, 14 bucks. I mean, he's, at, he's selling for 34 bucks now. Th- three weeks later Crazy. for his Optic Rated Rookie base card. It's crazy. And, and we have... Uh, we have the eBay sales in there too, and it's it's pretty similar on that end, just in terms of that growth from uh, looks like nine fifty up until about thirty three. Um, so yeah, wow. wild. Picking no up kidding. steam. I mean, he's a good choice to uh, to buy before the playoffs. You know, he's going to get a lot of usage on that team. Yep. And uh, they're going to need him to put up twenty plus points if they want to win almost any game. For sure. I mean, he benefited so much from Chris Paul. Like people uh, like underestimate how important that was for him for his growth. I totally agree. Yeah, take a lot yeah. of the uh, the weight off his shoulders. Yeah, and just such a good person to learn from, right? CP will eventually move on. I I'd honestly like to see CP come to the Knicks. Mm. Yep. RJ could use that for sure. Yep, I I'd like to see him come to the Knicks. And then maybe I'm getting ahead of myself, but tra- transfer over into more of a um, front office position. That's kind of that's kind of my thoughts on CP right now. We, we need to get him yes. to New York. There you go. Take the Jason Kidd approach. Play right. for a year or two, then do like player coach, basically. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's what they need. 
That's well, so in, uh, you got me. You got me pulling up the the marketplace because you mentioned <laughs> that, and so I'm scrolling down as well, and I see uh, Nikola Jokic. Uh-huh. So he's another one that lost a lot of weight. Um, did you see that picture? Yeah, he's even he, crazier than Zion's. I mean, like he is. looks like a whole other person. If you so, if you click on his uh, his Starstock page, um, and so you go to the go to the his Prism card, which is on the front of our market, and then if you mm-hmm. click on his player page, which basically mm-hmm. you know shows you all of his cards and shows you his you know player association photo, he looks like a different person. Like you can see the weight. Um, in this photo, and, and if you compared it to the new one that came out, he lost way more than than Zion did. For sure. Well, I mean, if you go back to his fifteen sixteen cards, right? That, and he's look he's looking like he did in fifteen sixteen. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, look at this. You can person select. Around, yeah. he looks very skinny. Yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, he he got COVID nineteen too, didn't he? I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah I'm not sure. He did. Oh, maybe he did not. For some reason, I thought he did. I, I saw the, the alert yesterday that said he is going to make make it uh, make it out to Orlando. So I'm guessing that was in reference to his, you know, him having COVID nineteen. So. Got it. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, yeah. We could we could dig around the site all day. Yeah, but, we uh, could do the we could do the whole the whole podcast just talking through uh, basketball picks for this upcoming playoffs. That's for sure. That's right. That's right. That's part two. Come on, we can't get ahead of ourselves here. All right. Next um, one. That's right. Well, it's so, so funny. Like a couple ep- a couple episodes ago, I did a a guy I think you should go buy, and that was uh, Kevin Durant, and he was at sixty, and, and the dude shot up to hundred already. For Crazy. <laughs> well, we Everyone. also Gary V tweeted about it too. Oh, did he? And so that yeah, that sent the card uh, card up, and then and then back down a little bit on our site. Um, uh, I think we saw it went from forty all the way up into. I want to say like 90 bucks yeah, and 90. then back down to 60. <laughs> well, Gary V has a bad rap in the hobby for copy and stuff that I do. So uh, we'll have to, I'll have to get he's it. a big listener of the pod. Yeah, I know <laughs> a lot of feedback from him <laughs> anyway. All right. So let's, let's shift real quick and talk a little bit about baseball. So, um, you and I both agree that the 60 game season is going to be, it could be really, really good for the hobby. Um, I guess first off, do you think they're going to end up playing? Like, does your gut say they're going to have this season? Baseball for sure. Okay. Um, so if we had this, if we recorded this podcast, I think it was the beginning of last week. I was really nervous about basketball and football. Yeah. I'm feeling a lot better about basketball ever since they put off put out the schedule. Um, yeah. It it kind of just legitimized it. It's like, all right, whether you're in or you're you're out, like we have a schedule now, and so we're playing. Right. I was really relieved to see that. I'm still nervous about football. We'll see. Um, hopefully, you know, we, we have a couple months, but you hear, you hear the stories from spring, uh, spring practices, uh, with college football. Um, and obviously just with the, the virus getting worse and, um, all across the country now, it seems like, um, yeah, I'm nervous about it. The, the rosters are so big, the amount of coaches and, and trainers that it takes, um, you know, to, to have on the sideline. That's really what what makes me nervous, but um, you know I think baseball is is uh, pretty pretty I wouldn't say low risk but lower risk than those other two sports. I would agree. I would agree. My only argument for football is like in the college world, you, you, they have to have college football. Like that that drives a majority of funding for these schools. 
And if they lose football for the year, like you're going to see so many programs shut down. Like they're all that to say, I think they're going to, they're going to do whatever it takes to yeah. play football. Yeah. You know? Well, at the end of the day, they're, they're football programs, right? They, they also, right. they also do some teaching and on the sides of education <laughs> stuff, but <laughs> they're, Quote, tutoring. They're, yeah. They're, they're going to try to play. <laughs> yeah. No. And if, so. if, if college plays, NFL is going to play, right? And I think NFL is going to probably learn a lot from what MB, the NBA and, and you know MLB do. They'll probably adjust certain things and figure out. Have you team. seen Have you seen the prototypes for their helmets? Yeah, those look pretty crazy. They do. They pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it's like Marvel. Something come out of a Marvel movie, right? <laughs> yeah, but uh, so what, what are you what are you kind of looking for the most in baseball then? So I mean. So baseball is going to be exciting because mm-hmm. the pricing movement you'd think, uh, like on a day to day basis should be, I mean, I guess it should be three times the amount as it was on a regular season, right? Cause sure. there's about a third, the amount of games. Um, and so I'm really excited about that. I'm hoping that we, we can really see, uh, card prices move on a game to game basis. Um, right. Like think about the MVP, the MVP chase for this 60 games. They normally finish 60 games in, what, two and a half months, basically? Yeah. And so you get on one hot streak uh, for a month or a month and a half, and you can really run away with things. So I think it's just going to be so intriguing. I can't wait to, uh, you know, I'm already starting to pick up some players in, in preparation. I, I'm excited to to trade them, see see how it goes. I'm not give as, a couple names? You know, um, I'm picking up some big guys. I'm, I'm not as experienced of a trader in baseball. Um, I bought some Juan Soto's on the site uh, last night, I think. Um, I've been buying up some Otani's as well. Um, some of the bigger guys that I just think once baseball comes back and we're able to watch the games, their, their prices uh, might go up. Um, but, uh, and then also Gleber Torres because he's my, he's my favorite Yankee right now. <laughs> it's hard not, not to like Gleber. He's, he's, uh, he's an impressive dude. Um, Interesting. Yeah, we had this. We had this conversation on Sunday night. We had a group of guys talking live on YouTube, and and uh, one of the guys was was making this argument that he thinks the, you know the the mid twenty to you know young thirty year olds who but were kind of getting a little older, right? Who tire out. Um, guys like and I guess Pujols is a little older than that, but like guys like that who by the end of the season they're done, right? They're just not. They're not not putting anything. Mm-hmm. Those guys would be interesting because they, I mean, they they can go all in every game, you know. So, so true. Really interesting to see some of those power hitters that could go on a you know crazy run and put up thirty home runs. And yeah, and I guess pitchers, you know, we might see more pitchers throwing longer, um, you know, maybe eight nine innings, seven yeah. seven eight nine innings, or could see the average fastball speed go up a couple mile per hour. Um, it's all going to be exciting. Like I, I'm so happy that this is happening. Uh, they, they came so close to blowing it, and I, I just hope that we can uh, take this as an experiment and hopefully adjust the schedule moving forward. Because I think the the baseball schedules just puts them at such a disadvantage against some of these other sports. For sure. Yeah. No, I agree. I totally agree. Well, it's funny, right? Because uh, a lot of the buzz around right now is why, why the heck is Top Series two selling for so much, right? You still can't go get any at Walmart or Target because everyone's going and scooping them up and trying to flip them for two X. And and they're selling, right? And that, the, I think the point is, there's there's no other products out there, and everyone wants to try to snag the rookies for this year. Yeah, knowing that there's a little window, a little a smaller window, 
to to buy and sell these guys, and it could be really fun. So yeah, and we're you know we're seeing so many um, tops twenty or Bowman twenty twenty start to come in, which oh, is really great. We're really yeah. excited about it. Um, getting starting to get a bunch of uh, Dominguez's coming in, and so um, should be should be up on the site soon. Actually, uh, I was just typing him in, so he's not up yet. <clears> then okay, good to know. Nope, no Dominguez is up yet. Should be soon. Um, along with some some other good ones getting a lot of uh older uh baseball players as well 2015 2016 2014 rookies um we just got our our first mike trout in i think it was like a bgs 95 which was really cool okay um aaron judge auto some other really cool stuff that should be going in in the next couple days or so oh that's exciting really exciting yeah what's what's been really great um is we're starting to see a lot more graded cards being sent in. Okay. Um, and we're seeing like just overall a lot more high value cards being sent in. Um, and so what we're really seeing is typically uh, someone will send in cards. They'll kind of want to dip their toes a little bit. So okay. they'll send us some of their lower end stuff. Um, typically they see how fast it sells. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then they create a second submission and they sent us a little bit high, more high end stuff. And by the time um, we're, we're on submission, like three, four, and five for a handful of users, and these cards are just unbelievable. Um, we put up a, a LeBron Topps Chrome yesterday, uh, a bunch of KD graded cards. Um, like a, we're getting a bunch of Zions that are coming in. Um, and so it seems like people are, are starting to really uh, pull out the big, the big guns and send them in. Oh, that's exciting. That is exciting. So what, what's the highest price card that you've seen sell so far? You know, that's off your head. Um, you off don't. the top of my head, I, we, had a, we had a Mahomes, I think, that sold for around 800 mm-hmm. um, We've had uh, a couple of expensive Kwais go. We've had a ton of Lucas sell. Um, I sold a Luca Optic PSA 10 the other day. Um, and then, so we're we're also starting to get the uh, national treasures, the impeccable, all of those checklists in, and so those are getting uploaded into the site. Um, and so now you can find. Uh, I think someone listed a really cool card. I've been, I I put it on my watch list actually, um, hoping to build up some some credit in, in my account by selling some cards to potentially buy it. But it's a uh, Damian Lillard. I think oh, it's nice! Like around two grand. Now. Yeah, it's 20, really 20, really 20. cool. Yes. Yeah, so what you can do is you can mm-hmm. sort by the highest price mm-hmm. on the right side. And so uh, we put this out about a, two weeks ago, a week and a half ago. And so you can sort by new arrivals, um, which is one of my favorites, actually, because mm-hmm. you can actually see cards that we just uploaded to the site even before they're listed. And so a few times I've been able to get an offer in before the seller even lists the card. And they've come in and just accepted my offer right off the bat. And so that's kind of a, a good way to get some access tip. to people. Yeah. And then uh, latest listings is also a good one because those are the most recently listed cards. Um, and so that's tip. Those are typically the two places I go when I wake up in the morning to see like what's on and, and, and what, what, uh, what I could potentially buy. Um, but if you go to highest listing price, you can kind of see a lot of the higher end cards. Got it. Okay. Yeah, I was I was sorting that way. I did. I realized you had a new arrivals. I didn't realize that was before they even listed, which is really cool. Yeah. No, it's awesome. You yeah. can get some steals there. Yeah. Heck yeah. So, are you? How fast are you expanding what you ex- accept? Because I see right now, right, this Lonnie Walker emergent, and I, I know it's an insert set in Prism. I didn't. I didn't think you accepted those, but I guess I could be wrong. Are you expanding things as we 
as you're going about this or so we're sticking with our with our sets that we accept okay. um for for basketball and football it's prism optic select okay. don russ basketball we cover nba hoops um but uh within there we are accepting the inserts i know you and i okay. like we spoke right when we right around when we were launching and i was yeah. kind of telling you look we're, we're not fully sure what we want to do about this but yeah. what we're finding is the inserts are selling people hmm. like you know we we haven't seen many of them be like requested to ship home. It seems like most people don't really necessarily care about getting the possession of them, which is kind of great. This was our thesis. But at the end of the day, they want to have some skin in the game on like a Zion. And so maybe they'll buy 25 $3 inserts um, instead of buying a $75 card. Um, and then the other thing too is we're, you know, we're at the infant stages of our collection um, inside the, the site. But we're, we're really, you know, trying to put a focus on making it fun to fill your gaps in there. And we have these badges that are different colors representing the parallel. And so mm -hmm. I think that some people like the inserts because they, they look really cool and they have cool designs. Very interesting. Okay. That, that is neat. Uh, I'm, yeah. I, and I love the badges, by the way. It's brilliant, right? It helps you quickly identify stuff. And even when you look at your own collection, it's like, okay, I'm pretty diverse. This is nice. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. Like, you know, we're testing out different things, um, you know, here, like our, our team is trying to uh, test different collection ideas on things we can do, potentially giving people, you know, rewards or badges or something when they complete the rainbow. And so I've been trying to swallow up as many of the red and yellow ones as possible. Hmm. I have a bunch of the red and yellow optics. I, that, that's kind of my uh, parallel of choice right now. Beautiful. Beautiful. So I'm curious, you mentioned some people sending home. What is the percentage of people that are sending cards back? Do you know? Yeah, I know. It's very little. It's like, uh, it's about less than 5%. <laughs> I, I figured as much. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, and so that's, it's really great. Like we, you know, we will send it back to you whenever you want it. Um, but if your, uh, you know, your goal is to flip that card, then you should keep it in the vault because, uh, you know, that will allow you to flip it at the best time. Um, mm -hmm. And so you'll always be ready to sell. If the player that you have pops off, um, you don't really need to do much work. And, uh, and so that's what most of our, our users are doing. And it's great because it, it really uh, is, is exactly how we want people using the site. And it's exactly what we thought, um, you know, going into this. That's what we thought, you know, was, was kind of the you know, the future of, uh, of sports card collecting. Oh, that's awesome. So, so I'm curious if you can shed a little light to kind of what happens behind the scenes. So when someone buys a card and, um, it's, it sells, it sells, right? So what happens with the card behind the scenes inside of your, your warehouse? Has it shifted somewhere else? Has it shifted to a username? How does that work? Or what no. can you share? No, no it doesn't, doesn't move. We don't want to touch the cards. We want to touch them as little as possible, right? Like okay. we want to, um, keep them exactly how they got to us. Um, and so there's really no need to ever go in and grab the card and, until it's ready to be shipped out. Um, and so, you know, we, we process them here. They go into, uh, into our vault and, and they stay there until someone requests for it to be shipped out. Hmm. I picture like the federal reserve, right? This massive vault that, you know, takes seven guys to open with all these oh, it's, cards. It's so much better. It's got cards in it, right? <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> 10 times better than the reserve. <laughs> printing presses on cards, printing presses on money, it doesn't matter. <laughs> exactly. Funny. So what do you what do you think uh, so uh, 
when we look at kind of where the market's shifting, right? Where do you think a lot of the users are coming from for Starstock? Is it a, a good percentage of maybe the typical collectors that you're seeing that are shifting from ComC or eBay? Or do you do you think you're getting a lot of the newer collectors, the newer money that are coming over from DFS or getting back into collecting? Where are you finding the balance there? Because I'm sure it kind of changes the way you market and message things. Yeah, we're seeing both. I mean, really, our focus right now is we want to build the best sports card marketplace there is. Um, and so we really started the company based off our own experience buying cards other places. And, yeah. you know, we, we built the product based off the things that we didn't like um, when buying cards. And so um, we're really seeing a, 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 like a bunch of different types of customers. We're hearing from a lot of our sellers that they're pulling, pulling off their cards from eBay pulling mm. off their cards from other sites um, and, and sending them all to us. Yep. Um, and so a lot of those people have been collecting for, for years. They're sending packages with 10,000, 15,000 cards over to us. Um, and then there's a lot of the kind of newer people that are getting into the hobby. Um, a lot of people that either came over from fantasy sports, as we were talking about before, a lot of people are coming in from, you know, sneaker and streetwear flipping and that kind mm -hmm. of world. Um, and so it's, it's like a, seems like we got a, a mixture of all of that going on in star stock right now. Absolutely. Are you 10 or 15,000 cards? I just, I imagine that box come in. My goodness. Um, what are you seeing with turnaround times then? Uh, right now, uh, we are about one to two weeks. Some of them, uh, you know, going faster than others. Okay. Uh, so basically we request that everybody that's sending in cards fill out a form on our mm -hmm. website. Mm -hmm. And so if you fill out the form, the turnaround times much faster allows us to process the cards much quicker. Yep. Um, and so definitely recommend everybody who's planning on sending in cards to us, fill out the form. Um, the more information you give us, the better as well helps us do, you know, process, process everything faster. Um, understanding that, you know, some people are sending in a uh, couple thousand cards at a time. Maybe you can't list those all out or count those right. all up. Um, we're not necessarily asking you to do that. But if you're sending in 10 cards, it'd be nice to know you have 10 cards. And if you take the time to tell us which ones are coming, that's even better. Um, and so, you know, we're, we're seeing about one to two weeks at the moment. We're really scaling, scaling that side of the business up right now. Um, and so we're hoping to improve it. Uh, we haven't gotten... We've gotten a, a couple boxes that are around that 10 to 15 range, um, but we, we're starting to get some submissions from people that, that more are on the way. And so yep. um, we're really focusing on uh, you know, scaling the operations up and making sure we can get these in as fast, fast as possible. And at the very least, um, we want to get in at least some of your collection so you can, start, you can start listing them and selling them while we're uploading the rest. Mm, that makes sense. That makes sense. So, so I'm obviously big into optimizing and kind of figuring out how to, to work your day most efficiently and, and all that. Cause I mean, you, I mean, you're, you're busy guy. This is extremely busy for you. What, what do you feel like you monitor most closely? What are the metrics that mean the most to you? Um, I mean, sales obviously are in, important to see. I think okay. the biggest thing for me has been the sentence, um, the amount of cards that are being sent to us, because that's just, Give us a gives us a good pulse on, um, you know, how many people we have on the site that are you know very engaged and actually want to send their cards in with us. The other right. the other thing that has been super interesting to see 
has been the amount of repeat sentence. And we talked a little bit about that earlier, but mm-hmm. uh, about nine out of 10 people that, that sent in um, a package during those first two, three weeks after we launched have already sent in more cards. And so wow. that's really promising to see. Um, we've had some amazing stories um, just in terms of people selling you know, hundreds of cards in their first uh, couple days or first few weeks. We had one person um, cash out, I won't say the exact amount, but over ten thousand um, dollars in their account uh, a few days ago, and so like we have a few people that are just power selling, just finding cards wherever they possibly can and sending them over to us. Um, and it's been great that the cards sell super fast. And one of the nice things about the site is that typically um, it was always bittersweet when you make a sale on on eBay because you know you you made a sale and you're happy, but that's kind of when all the work starts for you. Mm. And so just getting an email that your card sold, but you, but not needing to do anything. Right. Um, it's, that's, that's another nice aspect. I think it's the most, it's the nicest aspect for sure for me. And I, over the, this past weekend, I got probably 15 of those notifications and I'm like, Oh, this is beautiful. I didn't do a thing. I'm at a baseball tournament and the cards are just selling and I'm not, I'm not lifting a finger. This is awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Your son's baseball tournament. Yeah. Yeah. My son's, my son's. Yeah. In, in the boiling heat, and they're they're debating now if kids should should have to wear masks on the field, and I'm like, Dude, it's 95 degrees. They're, I mean, they're 20 feet from each other. If we have to wear masks in the field, they're not. We're not playing. Oh yeah, that's tough. That is. Yeah. 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 But anyway, I digress. We're not we're not talking about masks. No way. No <laughs> way. <laughs> what? Um, I'm curious. So what? From a from a hobby standpoint, what what has you most concerned? I mean, I know it's kind of this straight line up, right? It's just, it looks it looks to be unstoppable. Sports are back, cards are just you know blazing hot right now. What has you concerned or worried about this you know bubble potentially popping or pulling back a little bit? Uh, to be, I'm not all that concerned about it. Okay. I, I think it's inevitable that there will be some sort of like recorrection. Um, but I'm just, I'm bullish on the long term of the hobby just because, um, it seems like the infrastructure is much better now than it was, let's say, yep. you know, the beginning of the junk wax era. Um, and I think that, you know, the tops and Panini have like a pretty good grip on what's going on. And so, I think that obviously, you know, some of these prices for some of the cards um, are are outrageous. I think for the most part, they're in a lot of the sets that a lot of the, um, I guess, lower end sets. Um, I'm just kind of surprised seeing some of the prices in uh, like Chronicles or Revolution or Court Kings or, you know, <laughs> things like that. Um, I'm pretty bullish on the future of prism and optic and select i think those are the most commoditized the most collected cards and i think that when we're looking back at these cards 20 years from now we're going to be talking about the the zion prism we're going Mm -hmm. to be talking about the zion optic and so i'm not all that worried about it um there might be some sort of recorrection but i think that you know could be a good thing uh as well yeah, that's a great answer. No, I th- I'm, I'm I'm with you for the most part. I think the infrastructure is a key component that we we tend to miss, right? Back in the junk wax era, it's like you, you got stuck with those and you saw, you know, the Beckett values dropping and to get rid of them, right, you had to go to a card show and <laughs> hope you could unload them or go to a shop and hope they would buy them. It's it's a different world now. It's totally, totally different. Yep. 
Yeah. And, and, and we're so much more statistics driven in the, in the, in the sports world, right? From DFS to just knowing every metric possible. Yeah, that to me is probably the bigger concern is that prices are just moving straight up without any stats to back it. Right. It's all, well, the next, this guy talked about this card, so let's go buy it. Well, it's like, wait, what did he do in the field? Well, nothing, but <laughs> that to me will be telling, right? When you start to see bad performances, how fall do, how far do cards fall? You know, of, of those players, that'll be interesting to watch. Totally. Couldn't agree more. I mean, I, to me, the, the way it seems like it should work, I mean, it should be really relative to what season that player's in and what they've done, yep. you know, like LeBron went scoreless for the re- for the whole playoffs. Um, you know, he, he, his card really shouldn't move all that much. Um, so, but yeah, yeah. With these, these young guys, especially there are, I think that the three month gap that we've had now, there are a few rookies that have definitely uh, picked up price a little bit over the past few months, just from all the trades going on. Uh, without necessarily there being a reason for it. And so we could get to the playoffs and there could be four or five of these rookies that go back to scoring, you know, six, three to six points a game and, and kind of just, uh, right. you know, cool off a little bit. Yeah. No, I think you're exactly right. Like we talked about earlier, that part two is us breaking down the NBA cards in, in a month to see what's happening. It'll, it'll be fun because you'll have a bunch of, you'll have thousands of new cards on star stock anyway. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, all right, so so tell me a little bit about what's happening over the next. Let's just say the next month. What what are what are kind of the big things getting ready to roll out that we should know about? Maybe a couple of things that happened in the last week or so. Get us get us even more excited about Starstock. Yeah, I mean, so you know, biggest priority for us right now is uh, getting cards onto the site. So okay. um, we're really scaling up our operations, bringing on new people to, to help us get these in as fast as possible. Um, and so, you know, it's really exciting. We're, we're starting to see higher volume cards coming in, um, higher uh, valued cards as well. Um, and so that, that's going to be fun to see. A few cool features that, that should be coming out in the next couple of weeks or so. Everybody's been asking for a way to just like filter out the graded cards find the, just find the graded cards. And so that's mm-hmm. something that should be out in the next couple of weeks. Um, a couple, a couple of other things as well. Uh, we're, we're working on giving people the ability to actually see the actual front and back photo of every single card in their collection. And so you can actually click on the card and see the, uh, front and back images, zoom in on the corners, surface area, oh, wow. uh, all that stuff. And so you can really kind of, uh, you know, along with the, the categorization of star stock A, B, or C, you can really look into those raw cards and, and see, uh, see the conditioning on them. Um, and then, you know, there should be some exciting stuff that we put into my collection as well. Really want to uh, boost that up and make it easy and fun to, to fill gaps um, and to almost use star stock as a checklist. And so if you're trying to see, all right, like I want to collect Victor Oladipo, I know that I can go to star stock, see what I have, see what I need, um, you know, see what's on, on the, on the site and in the vault. Those are a few things. That Those, are <laughs> Those are big. Those are big. So I'm curious about the front and back. Does that, does that mean you have to go back and rescan cards or were you scanning the back anyway? We were scanning every single card from day one. Front and back period. Every single one. Got yep. it. Okay. Okay. Cool. And, uh, and yeah, you know, just, we, we knew that we wanted to do this. Um, it was just a matter of building it out. Okay. And so um, we're, 
you know, we're working on that right now. We have, we pushed a, a, a mini version of it to the staff accounts. And so we're, we're kind of testing it in, in like a little beta right now. Um, but we're hoping that we, it should go live in the next few weeks or so. And um, I, I think it's going to be a, a game changer. I think it's going to be really cool. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Right. I mean, that's everyone kind of tends to focus on that now, especially when you, and that, those are probably where the questions come from for me in the discord channel. It's what does star stock a mean? I want to see the card. I want to like yeah. self if it's a star stock a, and I think that'll help give some cred, you know, around kind of what you guys are classifying as a star stock a and B. So totally. And let people see that the graded cards are actually slapped. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. you know, part of what we want to do is like, we want to, so what we do is we take the front and back photos, but then, we crop one down like perfectly so we can get that like header image inside the market. And so that's all that is. It's just our way of basically trying to create a digital version of that card. Um, and so we don't show slabs on the graded cards because we want everything to just be uniform in that kind of format that we're using right now. Makes sense. Um, and so we, you know, we're, we're going to work on getting the, the graded filter in there and um, hope, you know, the front and back photos, which will allow people to, uh, you know, identify those graded cards, look into them. Um, in, in some cases, uh, you know, with BGS, they, uh, aside from the grade, they give uh, more detail into what they graded, you know, the corners, the surface area, um, and all, all the different categories. And so some people want to take a look at that as well. Mm, okay. All right. Well, we have four minutes. I'm just going to say one thing that I think if I was to give fix one thing on Starstock right now, Please. I would say... Give me a filter on your graphs. I want to be able to filter out and say, show me all PSA 10s and get everything else out. I know you can like move over and, and like highlight something. Uh huh. But I, I just, the recent cell stuff over there, when I see everything, it's like, uh, can I have a little drop down that says, show me just Starstock A's? would be really cool. But so, anyway. So, so I got you. Are you on the site? Yeah, yeah. So click the ones that you, on the top in the, in the little square, okay. click the ones that you want to disappear and they'll disappear. Look at that. Yep. So there you go. You got your I, I, PSA 10 chart. If you get rid of the, I'm looking gone. at Brandon Ingram. We have PSA 9, Star Stock A, and the ungraded cards from eBay. And so if I click those other three, I got the PSA 10 there. Beautiful. Oh, gosh. Just, we, should make, we should make that a little bit more intuitive, though. So I'm, yeah, I'm, well, there you go. Well, I'm writing it down. Well, the millions of people that are listening, they'll know now. So the billions of people that are listening. Billions, yeah. <laughs> the billions. And <laughs> Um, all right, man. So a couple questions before you leave. Uh, yeah. What, uh, what new habit have you formed during COVID-19 that you think you're probably going to stick with? Um, new routine. Oh, man. Well, I haven't been able to exercise as much because typically my, <laughs> so my, exercise, is, <laughs> my exercise is usually two, three basketball games a week uh, at, at night. And so trying to think of new habits. I'm waking up a little bit earlier, which is great. Um, and, uh, I'm buying more cards, obviously <laughs> just like the rest of us. And so I would say that's a good habit as well. <laughs> okay. All right. Fair, fair. What, what about you? Um, and, any I, inspiration you can give me running, man. I, I've been, I've, I mentioned running with my kids. I, we just picked up running and biking together. We did not do that before it was, I would do it myself. And now it's like, I've integrated my kids into it and it's changed, changed things a lot. It's become a great time and, to hang out. And family. who's uh, who's got to keep up with who? 
Well, my oldest is pretty good. My twelve year old, he 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 runs a, a two mile pretty quick, and we're we're trailing him. But I'm always staying back with the ten year old. <laughs> and it's all motivated to get better at baseball, right? They want to get better at baseball. So, hey, dad, help me train. That's the mindset. So it's cool. That's me. And that's the dream, right? That's it. That's it. That's amazing. Uh, favorite old movie that you, you got to rewatch again during COVID-19 or show? Um, well, you know what? I actually, uh, my friend gave, uh, my friend told me that he was rewatching it. So I started rewatching Entourage a couple days ago. I only oh. watched an episode or two episodes, one each day. And so that's a, that's a good one that I haven't watched in a long time. Um, I watched, uh, I watched semi-pro with Will Ferrell, like <laughs> how many IQ two, points three weeks ago. And that's a classic. Like I <laughs> love good. that movie. Um, but that's about it. I'm, 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 I don't watch all that much TV to be honest, uh, mm-hmm. other than sports. And so you don't have time. You're taking care of our cars and star stock. Yep. <laughs> that's exactly it. <laughs> all right. I know people don't travel anymore, but when they do travel again and they go to New York and it's someone for the first time, what restaurant do they have to go to in New York city? Oof, in New York City, well, we're based in Westchester, so I'm going to choose a place in Westchester. Um, I'm going to go with Sal's Pizza. Okay. You got to come. You can come check out uh, where we're at. Uh, Star Stock. Get yourself a Sicilian slice at Sal's. And go see. Grab a piece of pizza and go see all the elves working at Star Stock. Sounds like a great day. Yep. Do I need to cut the stuff out about the elves? Is that... No. Does that offend anybody? Okay. All right. Doesn't offend me. No. Okay. <laughs> nice. Might offend them though. Yeah, no. I'll no, tell sure. them not to listen. Yeah, that's right. Don't don't listen. Don't listen. It's impossible. Um, all right. Starstock.com. Uh, register with the, the code Breaker Culture to get a free Gleyber Torres card. And that's it, right? <laughs> uh, I don't I'm know kidding. if we. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, uh, no. Go read. Most listeners have already that... signed up. I guarantee you. I hope so. Um, but, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely sign up. Um, you know, if you, if you have any feedback or, uh, you know, anything that you want to chat through, a lot of people have questions. It's a pretty new concept. Um, you know, feel free to reach out me personally at Scott at starstock.com. Um, we love the feedback and, and so many times, um, we've gotten, you know, maybe the same piece of feedback emailed to us twice in a day, three times in a day, and we'll push that straight to the top of our product board. And so, um, you know, it's, it's really useful to be hearing from you guys. Awesome. Good stuff. You're doing an amazing job, man. I, I can't wait to keep using more of star stock. So good stuff. We'll see you next month. Appreciate it. Yeah. Excited to come back. I feel like we still got a lot to talk about. We do. All right, man. You're going right, to make your, you're going to make your, your next meeting one minute late. Oh, it's, <laughs> totally worth it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, we'll see you. See you later.